When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, here we go. Tough one, tough one. I think it's an interesting one. I'm excited for this Loser's Lounge. What is up, everybody, and welcome into the Loser's Lounge. Wow. Nuggets fall to the Boston Celtics. I would say they got blown out by the Boston Celtics, 131 to 112. Well, they did. It was a tough game. I thought Denver showed moments of toughness in this one to rally back, almost take the lead after being down 18. There were a lot of positive signs, but I think there was a lot of revealing ones. I've got no shortage of things to discuss today. We'll get right to it. But first, we're just presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook. How do we do today, Dev? Not so good. <laughs> uh, we just expected a little bit more effort for for the Nuggets, so not so good of a game. Yeah, there, you know, man, that's a bummer that we also lost our bets. I didn't even check our bets, to be honest. Bummer night. Bum, bummer night. Uh, over here, I got Brendan Vloat dressed in black, and I knew why you did that. Why did you do that? The funeral of the winning it is streak. The funeral. Yeah. Hey, We're I always still making said that joke. <laughs> when it's necessary, I'll tip my hat. Tatum and the Celtics—they brought it tonight. It's not a joke. How often do you wear all black? Like you have a pink on. Well, for starters, the shirts dark green and the sweatshirts gray. But <laughs> it's gray. We can move on. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to go through it? Or? Probably not worth it to get hung up not on tonight. this point. <laughs> I'm just—I'm having a rough night. Harrison Wind. <laughs> Maybe the best part of the night, man. The bar was Dude, the bar was popping tonight. so well. This is a great bar. Absolutely great, popping great bar. tonight. This was a great bar crowd tonight, yeah. man. I, I, it was packed. Energy. It was good, man. And then over here, Superstar Dev. I hate I have to share this, uh, you know, up here with Vote because that Celtics team looked good. Yeah. I hate to say it. I they agree. Really oh, they very, look I'm very they impressed look, with Boston, man. They look man. like I mean, maybe the best team in the league so far. They look like a team that went to the finals, lost, and came back hungry and, and you know, understood the focus and energy and, most important of all, the toughness required. So I tip my hat to them. And honestly, like, this loss doesn't, for me, I know a lot of Nuggets fans in my mentions are furious. They're livid. To me, this is like... If you win every game early on, especially when you haven't done anything, Denver hasn't done anything, you win every game early on, do you get the lessons? You know what I mean? Did you go through all of the licks that you needed to kind of overcome? And tonight was one of those ones that I think when Denver gets a chance to catch their breath and, and kind of look at this, I think they'll look at it and go, wow, this revealed some things about the team and where they are and where they need to get to. Uh, mm-hmm. And I want to talk about all those. Should we do I want to do a recap. Let's do it. I can't tell the chat once or does not want to recap, but we'll do a quick one here. Grant Williams on Jokic tonight, not Al Horford. They've done this before. Teams that have two bigs, especially if you have a, a second, like your power forward is big enough to guard Jokic, teams will do that. Smart teams will do that. Grant Williams is a hell of a defender, and Al Horford obviously a hell of a help side defender. So just a note there, it's the right move, It was, and they nailed it. 
Jalen Brown was absolutely on fire in the first quarter. He was on fire this whole game, but he was on fire in the first quarter. I couldn't tell early on how much of that was Denver was playing bad defense and Boston was just absolutely on fire. I mean, Jalen Brown had two or three contested jumpers, a couple threes, a yeah. couple mid-rangers, and I was like, you know, that's good defense, man. He, he hit them. Denver obviously did not have the defensive intensity required early on, but I also think there was a little bit of Celtics running hot. And then also Jokic missed a couple bunnies, man. Two bunnies in a row in the first quarter that were like, he's missed some this year. The two he missed tonight were maybe the easiest two he's had that he's missed. Uh, uh, something to kind of follow. Michael Porter Jr. hit back-to-back jumpers. Se- second unit's in there. He hits back-to-back jumpers with like three minutes to go. He didn't touch the ball again, I don't think, in the quarter. It's the last we heard from him. The last we heard from him for the game. For the and game. Like, he hit two in a row, and I was like, okay, he's percolating here. 25-33 Celtics after one. The play of the night to me, five chances for the Boston Celtics on one possession. Yep. DeAndre Jordan just standing, like, the effort on it, it went viral tonight. Everybody's, everybody on earth was tweeting this. It was the play of basketball Twitter tonight making the it's rounds. It's like, did you watch Nuggets Celtics? No, but I saw that play. I saw that play, <laughs> yeah. and it was, DeAndre to me was the main culprit in this play, largely because he is here for one reason rebound the basketball every other aspect of deandre's game rim protector whatever are secondary to his rebounding and that was a sequence where he personally was getting out rebounded by guards and just giving no effort on it and then finally secures the ball denver gets the luckiest possession ever that they miss four in a row he finally grabs the ball and i think it was peyton pritchard comes and just rips it right out of his hands laziness he had four offensive rebounds and here's the thing about that play denver had momentum Denver survived oh, a, a, a haymaker to start yes. this game yeah. and was coming back. And that was one of those plays that just completely deflates you. And here's the thing, and we're going to get to this later. Michael Malone calls a timeout, and he brings DeAndre Jordan right back into the game. And not right back into the game. Runs a play for him. <laughs> runs a play for DeAndre Jordan, and I we have to talk about that later. To me, I, I have so much to say about it. Um, Jokic comes back in, and he started to get very aggressive to end the half. Jokic, I thought, was very aggressive when he was on the court tonight. 57-66 Celtics. Nuggets cut it to nine. It felt like a miracle that Denver was only down nine at the half. Totally. Third quarter, Jokic starting to take over. They get it down to seven. Jokic is really percolating, picks up a fourth foul. Was it a bad foul? I, absolutely. Jokic's fouls have been lazy. Was it a questionable one? They didn't show a replay, but I thought it was like a little bit of a like, come on, that's your fourth foul. You're going to call the MVP for a fourth one on a play that had no consequence and it didn't even look like there was that much contact. Nonetheless, Jokic has been in foul trouble a lot. I thought the game was over. We all thought the game was over. Except for KCP. He said this game is not over. Second, third quarter. Three or four threes. I don't know what it was, but it was a lot of threes all in a row. Nuggets bench is playing some great defense, showing some backbone, showing some heart, and they cut it all the way to two. Aaron Gordon goes to the line to tie the game, goes 0 for 2. Mm. And I thought that was another – you know how it is, Dev. Getting the lead is hard. When you're coming back, it's almost like you're down 18. The 16 is hard. The last two are the toughest. You go to the line, man. You've got to get those. At There's least a mental one. hurdle. There's this <laughs> mental hurdle of actually taking the lead. And I thought that was another little, like, you know, uh, pin to the air to the balloon. Just completely deflated the Nuggets. And they end up going down six points, 97-91 Celtics at the end of the fourth, but, or end of the third. But guess what? They're still in it. Flagrant foul on Michael Porter Jr. contesting a Jason Tatum one. This one's tough. It is a flagrant foul. I also think it, like, I don't think MPJ was doing it on purpose. I don't even know that it was necessarily lazy defense. It just was unfortunate. I mean, man. his foot he, was inside the arc. It's not yeah, like, like he contested it. And, and it is a foul, though. Like, I understand foul. why yeah, the NBA has but. to do this. And then Jokic got a fifth foul. Michael Malone, it was the worst call, too. <laughs> Here's the thing about the charge call from the help. I don't like, first of all, like, the pass charge to begin with is bad. 
But the angle, if you are taking a charge at an angle that is not between the man and the basket, like, what <laughs> right. are we doing? That, that, was like that a, should be a flagrant that, foul. That was a 45-degree angle. Like, Marcus <laughs> Smart took a foul of yeah. Jokic jumping to the corner. Right. And, so, and then, of course, you review it, and it's, a, it's not a charge, so Jokic didn't get the fifth foul. Um, Horford, I thought, was fantastic in this game. And especially in the fourth quarter where he made all of his threes. They put Jokic in pick and pop. Jokic kind of seemed like he was conceding that shot to Al Horford. Almost like we're trying to come back. We'll give it to him. He did not allow that to happen. He made all of them down the stretch. And then Aaron Gordon gets a flagrant at the very end. I thought Aaron Gordon got a little bit rattled tonight. It was an interesting play, though. Kale, I sent you it. Can you? Actually, we'll save it for later. We'll pull it up. But Aaron Gordon gets a flagrant foul at the end for hitting uh, for hitting Grant Williams. That was it. Nuggets end up going down and losing this one, 133-112. to Those were the things I took away. Dev, start us off. What's your big takeaway? Um, it's not the fact that they lost, like, because it's okay that they lost the game against a really good team. It's the way that they performed in the loss. Um, this was their first opportunity to play against a, a contending type of team. Um, I mean, besides the Warriors game. But this was just another opportunity um, to see how they stepped up on the road in a really, you know, big environment uh, and type of game. And they just really folded. They did not play the the way that we've been seeing this team play. Um, and it just goes to see, like, how good is this team? Because they've been playing really well as of late. Um, but we wanted to see how they played against the Celtics um, specifically. They have really good uh, guys in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum that can score at any, you know, in any way in, in different ways. Um, and they have the, the personnel to be able to defend them in. Tatum has a monstrous game. Jalen Brown um, Both of them. wins the game in, in a lot of different ways, and he scores whenever he wants to. So I think it was just the way that the team played and just did not step up um, in, in their opportunity to prove we're for real. Right. Mm -hmm. What about you, Harrison? That was part of mine, and um, I like Dev's point about this being the first team that Denver has played that's looked like a championship contender at this point in the season. 100%. They've played the Warriors early in the year. They Golden been State, yep. I think, is a contender, but they haven't looked like one right. so far. Right. Utah, I'm not putting in that category. Boston, I definitely am. And I thought Denver battled tonight. I thought they fought at times. Um, but to me, and I don't want to overreact. I don't think this is a bad loss by any means. They're on the road. Boston is good. I, this isn't a bad loss. It's a fine loss. But I just think tonight showed that the Nuggets still have a lot of work to do. I think there is still a gap between the Nuggets and that top tier of teams. And that's okay. Right. Because it's November. And we have a long way to go with this team. We've got a lot of pieces that still can gel. I only think the Nuggets are going to get better from this game forward. But I still think there's just this gap between the Nuggets and where they need to be. Um if they want to try to win an NBA championship. And, and it's important, by the way, to get that lesson. And that's part yeah. of why I think tonight was – I put it on the side and said this is a good loss. I didn't mean it was a good loss as in Denver played well. I mean it was a good loss as in it's important sometimes when you haven't been dotting your I's and crossing your T's but getting wins anyway, as Denver has been doing. You know, they've played well. They've done a lot of good things well. They're super talented. But when they haven't been doing those things, when they come back to haunt you – we talked earlier about Denver's toughness when you – don't you know is Denver tough enough the teams that usually go to like the final four win a conference they're tough man physically you feel them tonight you felt the Boston Celtics like this is what I mean like tonight what you saw was a very people in my mentions they get away with every foul call that's the thing and that's why I agree with you the Nuggets needed to see that I thought some of them in fact I thought many of them matched that as the game went on not yeah. all of them but many of them did 
and to me, it's like, yeah, that's a lesson. As long as Denver takes this one and is like internalizes it, okay, I didn't realize we needed to be up here. Yeah. Then I think it'd be their, a good one. Their defense, their precision. Precision. That's it. Great, great word. Their all-around physicality needs to level up. Yeah. And like I said, it's November. It's okay that they're at that level now. But I think this was a good test for them and a good opportunity to see you know where they need to go i yeah. thought that was the way you framed that was good that loss to me didn't look like talent disparity it looked like <laughs> execution you know the polish of it i just think the celtics look they just made the finals and they operate like a team that did so that's what the regular season's for denver's got to get there they showed some heart they pushed i mean this was a two-point game with ag at the line they didn't play their a game they were in this game more than the final score suggests my big takeaway i've sung his praises all season and I think he's brought it. He's been consistent. Michael Porter Jr. played his worst game of the year against the best opponent of the year. And that's noteworthy. These are learning lessons for Michael. The worst we saw him look prior to this was the Phoenix series. Maybe he was hurt. Maybe he wasn't. But he was missing his shots. The physicality was too much for him. And those two factors took him out of the rest of the game. It's the worst he's been in terms of the defensive effort, the rebounding effort. He was kind of standing around out there a lot. And I bring it up because I think he's better than that. And I think he's been very good all season. But specifically, this matchup, a very physical team, and the way they brought it to MPJ, it took him out of the game. Right. So to me, and it's not about they can close with Bruce all day long, but you got to get to the playoffs and feel like you can play Porter confidently in these games. So rather than saying, ah, oh, man, like Porter's not good enough, I look at this like – it's a big lesson for him. He's got to look in the mirror, figure out why it didn't work for him tonight, figure out how he can be better. Because if he was better, I still think they could have won that game. So for all the factors, I'm looking at him tonight uh, because I think he's been great all year. My number one takeaway as well, and I think it's almost unfair to just single out Michael Porter, yeah, but yeah. I think he is the most important player and the one who was most noteworthy in, in terms of like who matched the physicality and who did not. He was probably the furthest to me in the do not did not category, mm -hmm. as well as also being the most important player in the do not did not category tonight. And it's also one of the number one questions I think we all have about Michael Porter is, you know, he's so talented that when he looks good against lesser opponents, you're just it, it shines so much, and you're like, oh my god, is this guy ever gonna miss? And this or that. Tonight, I didn't feel like, oh, he's I can't believe he missed that one. Tonight, I felt like I expected him to miss some of the shots because yeah, it was yeah. more physical, it was I more agree. difficult. And to me, it was a very eye-opening one. Again, I don't want to pin this loss on Michael Porter. If he wasn't there tonight, I don't think the outcome would have been different. You know, like. But he could have been a solution. But he could know? have been a solution, and yeah. he was far from that. In fact, right. he was part of the problem tonight. Seven points for him on three of ten shooting, by far his worst night. One of six from the three-point line. And by the way, why I say some of those threes, I wasn't surprised he missed them. It was because, again, the... He wasn't getting shots that you felt comfortable about him getting. He was almost being forced into these bad ones. Just four rebounds, no offensive rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks, two fouls, minus 24. So yeah. to me, this is my big takeaway. This game was finally what we talk about. A couple of weeks back, some people got mad at me because they were playing Portland, and I talked about Den does Denver, are they a team that, that, you, that opponents feel them? And you have to be that. Like every team that makes it far, Miami, Boston, that was your final four, right? You go to the other side, Golden State, Draymond. Everybody's always like, Draymond's a dirty player, this or that. Man, he's physical. He's physical. And sometimes he's dirty, but he's physical. Um, who else they had? Phoenix even, like, probably the least. Oh, they weren't there. It was Dallas last year. All right, they probably weren't, but they also weren't that really contenders last year. 
So your top three teams, super physical. You've got to be that. Tonight was like, I hope everybody at Nuggets Nation sees that. Because to me, it was black and white. That's a physical team. That's not. And as the se- as the game went on, you got guys out there that can match it. Yeah. But it certainly didn't start that way. Right. And yeah. you certainly felt like Denver was trying to catch Boston in that term. Not that yeah. they were, like, setting a tone or anything. Yeah. yeah, just to stick on Michael Porter Jr., Um, he already went into having um, a lot on his uh, on his back or a lot on his plate um, and being, like, a very important Nuggets player to now them not having bones. So now it's, like, amplified. That he has to stagger and be part of that uh, that second unit. So he, this is the worst time for him to have a bad time because now you're starting to see um, how glaring um, you know those weaknesses are. Um, not knocking down shots, um, defensive you know rotations, and not just getting where he's supposed <laughs> to be, and just just not making anything. <laughs> Eric says, ha, 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 yeah, I, I thought about back. that. I thought about it as soon as I said it. Ooh, boy. Uh, but, like, really, this was this was a rough one for him. And, yeah. and also, it goes back to that physicality. Like, um, Boston clearly was, like, the aggressors the entire time. And they're just pressing. Um, and they speed up Michael Porter Jr. They use their, their size. Um, but they want to, like, let him feel them. Um, and he did not make them pay for, for, right. for those chances that they're taking. So, um, it's not that you're placing all of the blame on him, but... Again, if he has a good game, that changes the way that they're going to defend um, the Nuggets in this, uh, you know, type of game. So this was a bit of a—I don't want to call it a fo- foxhole game or foxhole. <laughs> Almost Are we going to have the foxhole draft on tonight's show? Well, I'm just saying. Th- I've been waiting for this all a little, Tonight was a little bit of a foxhole game, right? It was like, sure. man, you got to go to the mattresses. This is going to be a slugfest. This was a back alley slugfest. Like, who's up for it? Harrison, let's go first of all. Who, who do you think was up? Who responded well tonight to the physicality? Nikola Jokic, no question like about always. it. Like always, no question about it. He was he was ready for it. KCP, totally ready for it. KCP, hundred percent. Bruce 100%. Brown, ready for it. Hundred percent. I'm with you so far. We're 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 all on the same page here. Um, are you, are you saying you stop? <laughs> it stops. The there. list stops there. It stops there. I I, I mean, think I, I agree with you. I thought Aaron Gordon was fine. It wasn't his best game. What, this wasn't A plus Aaron Gordon, but Aaron I thought Gordon's he was fine. Aaron Gordon's not in the MPJ camp tonight. Like he's no. not in that camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would agree. Like if you, we said they're like these guys are over here. MPJ's yeah. over here. Aaron Gordon's about right here. And what I mean by that is, Aaron Gordon kind of approached tonight the way he did that Warriors game. Was it in the preseason where like he was just taking so many things personal and yeah. like you could tell he got a little like suckered into the emotional aspect of it tonight in a way. So that's why I don't think he was bad in like running from the fight. He might have taken a few sweet misses. Intensity, yeah. He might have brought some sweet like intensity in the r- misplaced intensity. Let's call it that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I also think the biggest AG note is I mean, it's a tough matchup and I got it. no one slowing these guys down. No one is right now. But would have been a great night for him to look like a second team all NBA defense caliber player. We didn't see it. Didn't see it. I haven't yeah. seen it for quite some time. So, you know, he's going to be I mean, he's their best option to guard. He and Bruce Brown. It was, well, they actually had him on Jalen Brown to um, start. To start this I one, did, and Jalen sure, Brown sure. really got it going. So, but between those two guys and, and Bruce and, and Ag, you got to feel him somewhere. And I think that's probably my biggest note on him tonight. But I think it is the second game in a row where intensity was required, and Ag definitely brought that. He's definitely responding. In I, that I agree. Way. He had the intensity. I don't yeah. know that it was like controlled intensity in the right way. But I, to me, like Ag was not the problem tonight. Like yeah, that's no. not a negative to me by no. any, by any means. I do think it's noteworthy that it would have felt great if he went in there and just like shut somebody down tonight. Right. They, yeah. we said that 
if you slow Tatum down, Boston has a hard time. Tatum went off tonight, 34 points he on 21 shots. He was really good. He was so good. Then you have Jalen Brown. Like, okay, well, maybe you could take away Jalen Brown. He, 25, 8, and 8, whatever he wants. 11 of 15. Those two guys, like, combined to shoot 80% tonight. Yeah. They were unchallenged, and it would have been nice if he would have brought there. All right, let's talk about the guys who did not match the intensity tonight. I'll let you make your list this time. Michael Porter, <laughs> we already talked about. Oh, his is out of it? Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. That, that like, this was this should be an eye opener that they're probably going to get back look at the film and be like wow I I got to get better I think it's biggest for Porter Murray's an interesting one because he did a lot of stuff right but he sure missed a lot of shots so I don't I thought he also was a little bit invisible for for parts of for, it. There, for stretches there were of parts it. where you kind of are like man Murray like come on and he had ten assists again but. It was actually kind of different for me. I felt like everything had been so quick and precise, and he hadn't missed a window for two games. And tonight, maybe there was a little too much thinking. I mean, I don't want to. Well, well, here's the, here's the thing. I think Dev, tell me what you think of this. Murray wasn't going hard to the basket. I didn't think tonight. And when you have a team that's being physical, if you don't make them pay, like it's it's kind of a paradox. When they're physical, you have to go at them. That's how you draw fouls. If you don't go at them, it's almost like they get away with being physical. And I thought Murray, especially tonight, wasn't going at the defense to draw those fouls. Yeah, I feel like um, Murray actually, like, they, they forced him into what they wanted him to do, and yep. he kind of took yeah, it. That's a good point. Um, the fact that he had the 10 assists in the game, it's not that – and I'm not saying that he's, like, selfish or anything like that, but, like, he's best when he's downhill and running at guys and putting guys into mismatch. Um, situations where he could just score in various ways. This one, they were forcing the ball out of his hands and making him have to make the extra pass, kind of daring Denver to shoot, and guys kind of made shots, and that's where um, his assist came, but getting the ball out of his hands early. So they kind of I, – I, I talked about how they sped up Michael Porter Jr. They sped up Jamal Murray as well, and also they're, they're so physical where they're they, – Marcus Smart doesn't care if he's diving at legs. He doesn't care if he's you know pushing you and – and making you feel uncomfortable where you're having to second guess if that's what you want to do. Um, I feel like with uh, Murray, it just he was so out of his, his element that that's what the game plan was, was to rattle him and shake him, and, and they did. Not that he played, like, horrible. I did think he had a bad game. Yeah. But it was just not the game plan that Denver had, and he played into Boston's hand. I think Jeff Green was probably in the Aaron Gordon category. I thought he had moments tonight where yeah. I was like, man, look at – because you, you can always tell when Jeff Green's engaged. And I thought there were moments tonight where I was like, all right, Jeff Green's going to – and it was at big moments. Denver's down 18 or something. Like He's like, okay, we, we got to spark something. But then there were also moments where you, you know he didn't make that big of an impact. Two the, rebounds. The only guy, though, that is t- alongside Michael Porter tonight is DeAndre Jordan. How many rebounds would you guess he had in his nine minutes tonight? Oh, he two. had to have had like two? three or three four, or four or just five. By accident. You know, two. Just, How many well, being on the right court? There and it was yeah. a high-scoring game, and yes. the second unit yeah. like was giving it up. So yeah. probably four. He had zero rebounds zero. in nine minutes tonight. Zero. Zero rebounds. And listen. Zero rebounds. Hold on, hold on. Okay. No, don't listen. <laughs> Let's take a break. On the other side, DeAndre Jordan's not the reason the Nuggets lost tonight. But something happened tonight that has bothered me more than anything that has happened. Like, we're trying to talk about this game. Denver, I think there's a lot good. There's one thing that's going to stick in my side all weekend. We'll talk about <laughs> it on the other side. It is open enrollment time for individual health plans now through January 15th. Denver Health Medical Plan offers elevate exchange plans available on the Connect for, Mar- Connect for Health Marketplace with great benefits and affordable plan choices. You can call them directly, 303-602-4912, or sign up online, denverhealthmedicalplan.org. 
If you are somebody who's looking for cost-effective quality health insurance, if you maybe don't get covered through your employer, if you're self-employed and need to get coverage, uh, check out Denver Health Medical and the plans that they offer on those Elevate Exchange plans. 303-602-4912. You can also go to denverhealthmedicalplan.org. And right now at DraftKings Sportsbook, the NBA is back. Of course, the Nuggets are back. The wait is over. Tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins. In addition, everybody can boost their winnings up to 100%. The Brennan Vote Special with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Add 10 legs to your same game parlay. Get a 100% profit boost just like that. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Make any $5 bet this week. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All righty, back here, segment two. Have to clear. I'm calling an ISO here for a second Do just it to up. introduce this one. The play in question. Do we have the clip of it, Kale? Did I send that to you or did I send, oh, I sent something else? You can maybe pull up the clip if you find it or something on the Twitter sphere because it went all it went viral. I know Nakias has it had, had it out. Just search. I know like Wob Jordan. had it out. <laughs> um, the play in question tonight. Here's what here's what bothers me about it. This was a game that was won about is your team tough enough, and that was the softest play. And by the way, Michael Porter was offender number two in this because I believe he was right there as well. DeAndre, uh-huh. you're out there to rebound. You got zero rebounds in nine minutes, and on that play, you should have alone should have had four rebounds, but you had zero of them. Well, really one. But um, yeah. <laughs> and then, do you want to try to play this one? Do you want to make it smaller though? Maybe make it smaller so we don't get. Hit. Um, actually, maybe just don't risk it. Maybe just don't risk it, Kel. It's it's not worth it. Um, but you guys know the play. But here's what bothers me about this play: Michael Malone preaches toughness. Michael Malone preaches defense. Michael Malone preaches discipline. Michael Malone preaches earning it. That play was among the most egregious plays. And it's one play. I'm not saying DeAndre. Some people are like, fire, you know, get the guy off the team. Guys, it's one play. Michael Malone preaches all of those things. If Michael Porter would have had that play in that role, there's no way he would have touched the court coming out of a timeout. If Bones Highland would have had that play, would not have touched the court. Zeke Naji would have made that play, would not have touched the court. Christian Brown, if he would have made that play, would not have touched the court Wouldn't afterwards. have played for next Wouldn't week. Wouldn't have played maybe for another game. DeAndre Jordan makes that play, and they call a timeout, rightfully so, and he comes back on the court, and I could not believe it. If I was Zeke Naji's agent, I would be on the phone right now to Calvin Booth saying, get my guy out of here. What have you been telling my guy all this time? you got to be tough. You got to be physical. We need you to rebound. We need guys that are going to go in there and rebound. Oh, Zeke's been working so hard. He's been doing all these different things. DeAndre Jordan goes flat-footed for 45 seconds, doesn't grab a single rebound. They call a timeout and throw him back on the court. I'm sorry. Sometimes and some people are like, well, they had a big out there, this or that. I'm sorry. Malone is a principled coach. You cannot be principled and have that happen and not let there be a punishment. In my opinion, I don't think you can do that. And if I'm Zeke Naji, I can't look Michael Malone in the eye after this game and listen to him tell me, stay ready, stay ready. I'd be like, ready for what? What has to happen for me to get into a game if we are going to just bypass that effort? I'm not like, honestly, the rest of this game is all learning stuff. Like to me, you lose some games, you win some games, whatever. That play to me is like one of those ones where I sit there and I go, that hurts your culture. That hurts your trust. If I'm Zeke Naji, man, I just have such a hard time. Am I out of pocket here? 
No, I don't think that you're out of pocket. The The thing is, it's not just one play. I think it was just the icing on the cake because there's yeah. already frustration with him. Um, not that he's been playing like horribly or anything throughout the year, but there are those frustration-type plays. Also, this was a game where you're supposed to show why you're a veteran, why they brought you onto the team, and that was already um, being called as like the worst you know, pickup in all uh, free agency, and it happened a minute into free agency. So... You have to prove why they, they have you. And you have a guy on the team who's young, who you want to invest in, who, you know, people want to see. And that is a hard worker that you're just like, OK, you know, lead by example. That's not how you lead by example. When you look at that play, he didn't work hard at all. At all. Gave That's up the thing. on the, the play effort. multiple times. It's the effort on it. Um, didn't box out a guy, didn't defend, didn't rebound, didn't anything. And then got it stolen and scored, and it's not even a frustration. He just walked down the court. Then he got put back into the game. So, like, that's where it, it, it's frustrating. And not only for Zeke Naji, but, like, the, the rest of the team as well. Um, how do you rally it behind a guy where the minutes haven't been, you know, great, and then he has a, a moment like that where you're like, come on, like, work with me. We're trying to get something going here. And that's the type of effort that we're seeing. Yeah. And, yeah, and just to be clear, this is not like because I want Zeke Naji in the rotation or think this or that. Or like have, I have no idea. I, honest to God, have no idea if Zeke Naji is an NBA player or not. We've barely seen it. He's had flashes of good. He's had flashes of bad. I have no idea. I'm just talking about the principle. When you sit there and say, I'm a defensive coach, I don't accept this. I don't accept it. I don't accept it. And then you accept that. I'm just like, what? That was the worst play of the year. It's that was the worst sequence of the entire year from an effort standpoint. Probably, yeah. It's also the viral clips you've seen of DeAndre Jordan over the last five years in other uniforms, and it's why the reaction was what it was when they signed him. I know that it's been better than the extremely low bar we set right. to start the season. That can be very easily and has, in fact, been overstated. Right, right, <laughs> it's, right. it's not a good signing. He's not a good backup center option. I appreciate what he did do in the other games. Like, the bench has not been stabilized. <laughs> what he just went out there and did tonight is not like, oh, where does that come from? That's what we've seen on film for four seasons. Yeah. That's my thing. And, I mean, That's, just to touch on the Zeke Naji part of this, what does like Zeke have to do to get a shot? That's my point. If what I'm Zeke's agent, that's the thing do? I'm sitting there, and I have to be honest with myself going, what am I waiting for? Because what's already happening in a lot of these games, sure, DeAndre Jordan plays with the second unit in the first half. A lot of times, he's cut from the rotation in the second right, half, right. which was the case tonight. Denver played pretty much eight guys tonight in the second half. Christian Brown barely played. They pretty much played seven guys in the second half. Right. Uh, and we're in game number 12. I'm not going to do that whole thing again. Um, but, like, just give him a, a shot. You yeah. know, give him a chance. Or just trade him, Calvin Booth. If, like, <laughs> this is going to be how the rest of the season goes just trade them now yeah i think i again this one play is it wasn't even that consequential in terms in the broad picture although it was a little Could bit of been. a momentum actually might have it been. was a bit yeah. of a momentum shift for sure because it was like such a such a tough one such a tough pill to swallow watching that play happen i just it, it's just the principle of it all but we don't have to linger on it i just lingering i'm just saying to me a lot of people have talked Malone doesn't play rookies, this or that. And I think that has been disproven. I mean, he played Bones a lot. I mean, there's been a lot of rookies. The one thing, though, is I do just think that the leash for veteran players can be a little bit oh, longer. Yeah. And maybe that's an NBA thing. Or shorter, Tonight, shorter, though, it was the most shorter, egregious yeah. offense in that that I think I've seen in my seven years watching uh, watching this, this team under Malone. Um, what else do we get to here uh, with these guys? I want to go back to Jokic's foul trouble. He picks up four. 
I did think a couple of these were pretty tough. Michael Malone had a quote, by the way, I saw Mike Singer tweet out that says his fouls are just different than everyone else. <laughs> like, he gets called fact. for fouls differently than everyone oh. else. Something of that. Oh, I, no, I see. His, sorry. Yeah, sorry. he was saying. I don't know something about. His, you know, I'll find the quote here. But what do you? You know, he's been in foul trouble this year. He has been in foul trouble this year, and I think like we've seen in past seasons, a lot of it does stem from like a stupid foul that he picks up at some point in the first half, and then all of a sudden he's got four, and then he gets a bad call, and it's the fifth foul. Um, and I do think that like that that's another thing. It's not like he's played elite defense this season and he's like really aggressive on that end of the floor so he's not been aggressive on defense and he's still getting in foul trouble that's that's a concerning combo right 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 Right. that's a good point wind i was gonna say uh as far as it's 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 in the middle because i do feel like uh the referees do um they i mean they, they they officiate him in different ways um than they do anyone else um, he gets put into spots. They call double fouls on him like that. Yeah. He's trying to get out of place. But <laughs> also, get a double at foul the e- exact same time, he knows that they're officiating him different, and he still puts himself in p- situations where he's taking a take foul on Jason Tatum running to the rim or Marcus Smart setting a hard screen, and he grabs him with both hands. So, like, now you're, you're making it a little bit easier for them because they are officiating you differently. So um, I just feel like he has to get rid of the dumb fouls. Like yeah. those he has to just get rid of and let them, like, you know, do their thing um, in, in other ways where you're not having to change the game plan, where you're having to spend so much time on the bench and where you're forced to play DeAndre Jordan, those type of minutes. So just like uh, smarter decisions throughout the game. You're right about the take fouls because he's had them. Every game he's been in foul trouble, there's been one yeah. or two that he did intentionally early on. We had no fouls. And you're like, hey, man, like, you're done with your six, seven minutes into the game. You have no fouls. That's great. That gives you extra fouls in the fourth quarter, not fouls to just waste in the first to be like, well, if I can get out of the first stint with one. Um, I will say, though, the Grant Williams thing, you know, Grant Williams was trying to do what Jokic did. Like he was trying to sucker him in. The thing about a double foul that I hate from refs is it's not a fair exchange. Grant Williams would take six consecutive double fouls if do it fouled you every time like, down the yeah. floor. That's like trading the, the queen for the for a pawn. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, or maybe a rook. I like Grant Williams, queen for a rook. But Jokic, I thought, fed into it because Jokic just can't help himself. When somebody's fouling him, he'll foul him back to accentuate the foul that he's getting. And I think the ref didn't see what happened, so he just called a double foul. And it, that's another example of like, yeah, but Yoke, he's trying to get you to do that. He's yep. trying to get you to do the thing you just did because he'll gladly exchange himself. you have any notes on Jokic's fouling? I just wish... I'm just so tired of watching guards literally ask for fouls and get them, but I just you watch Biggs play, and it's just... Yeah. He's getting fouled. I did, both of these things are true. I think, you know, Jokic commits some silly fouls. I think he's also whistled for fourth and fifth fouls that you would never see Kevin or LeBron or others fouled for. Um, but the thing that irks me is I just think he's getting fouled. Like, he's, he's shooting too few free throws right now, or in this game he did. But there's just always the, that's he's got to be careful on the screens because they're, you know, they're calling those this year, and I think the take foul he's got to eliminate completely, which he's gotten better at with. But it just stinks. I mean, a, a foul for him, the absolute, or, or the value on that to the Nuggets is just, it's everything. Yeah. It's everything. I will say, though, I do think, and this is another game, he only played 30 minutes tonight. It was 21 last game. He had 29 points tonight. He had a, a, a lot of, you know, aggressive game three games ago. 
I think aggressive Yoke is sneaky back. It's we just coming. haven't seen it because it's been in foul trouble. But tonight, Jokic was like really pressing the pressing the uh, I agree. the the like go button. You know, yeah. like he was pressing the shoot button a lot. Yeah, I mean, these last two games uh, against Indiana, he had eight shot attempts in the first quarter against Miles Turner. Right, like he went at Miles yeah. Turner last game, and had like a big time first quarter scoring wise. And I agree, man. Um, I think it's been an overreaction, like with everybody talking about his aggressiveness to start the year. And I think it's coming. I, I think, you know, maybe a couple weeks from now, we're going to see just a totally different kind of Nicole Jokic than we've seen so far this season. Is it that, Dev, or is it this was a good opponent? It was needed. Indiana wasn't a good opponent, but it was needed. Is it just in the Jokic reserve card? I think a little bit is uh, how those two teams play him. Uh, Celtics and also Indiana with Miles Turner, they play him Hold aggressive. On they mm-hmm. want to bump him. Um, they they want to see if they could you know guard him um, one on one and then create a wall. So like a little bit comes to that. The fact that he stepped out to the three point line and got four threes up shows me that he was a little bit more that, aggressive. It's a great because point. now he's just trying to shoot. He's trying to score in as many different ways as possible. He didn't get to the free throw line a ton in this game. I don't think he had a free throw shot in the first half of this game. And he's like, okay, let me let me push that button where I could try to get to the free throw line where I could try to score in different ways. So I do think that there's something to the fact of those teams playing him um, where they're not just sending double teams and trying to get the ball out of his hands as quick as possible, but also him understanding I have to be a little bit more aggressive or we're not going to win the game or we're not going to have a chance in these type of games uh, with these teams. Yeah. I, I do think, though, that I'm encouraged. He did miss some bunnies tonight. I'm not too worried about it. He still went 12 of 20, by the way. He did right. go 2 of 4 from the three-point line, too. Part like, of it is that our standards so high. are just absurd. Like, you yeah. do miss some shots sometimes, and we honestly are shocked every time. He did only have three assists tonight, which is the one thing on his box score that you look at and you're like, wow, how do you only have three assists? It was and, part of um, the game plan, I think, though. That, yeah, totally, because Boston's not only a really good team, they're a really smart team. They're really well-coached. Like, Very well coached. They are just all aligned, you know, at, at all points of the game and what their game plan is. Can Denver get to this level? That, let's actually ask that on the other side. Can Denver, because, again, talent-wise, I think they're there. I think they might even be more talented, to be honest. Denver, like, uh, Celtics, I, Tatum, I and, think Tatum so. and Brown are really good. But yeah. outside of that, I look at it and I go, there's aggregate talent, talent there. Like, right there, yeah. Whatever. But the execution, the discipline, the toughness, the hustle, That's just it, yeah. all of that stuff. I, Denver's quite a ways from it. I know they have 70 games to go, but let's ask that on the other side. Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. <laughs> it's Nugget season. Throw up king it's of the also game Bronco season, but, so make sure to be drinking that it's Broncos Jokic. country pale ale. DraftKings king of the game. It's Nicole Yoke. Could, could have been KCP, honestly. It could, very easily could have been KCP, but we're giving it to yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, you can pick up the Broncos Country uh, Pale Ale at your local liquor store, your local grocery store, wherever Breck Brew is sold. If you don't know where to get Breckenridge Brewery, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator on their app. That will tell you exactly where to get Breck Brew. If you're local, come down to the bar. We got Breck Brew on tap. Uh, but since it's Broncos season, make sure you're drinking and buying that Broncos Country Ale. Also at Hassle Cattle Company right now, you can go to HassleCattleCompany.com. Secure your bag of beef for 20% off with the code DNVR20. Uh, go to HassleCattleCompany.com. They've got the best damn Wagyu beef you'll ever eat. Pick out what you want. You're saving money in the process. You'll get it shipped right to your door. You can get it for 20% off with the code DNVR20 at HassleCattleCompany.com. 
Also got to throw out a DraftKings pick of the week right here. And I am going to take... The Warriors are a minus three-point favorite tonight. That's tonight against the Cavs. Interesting. Um, I am going to take... Buffs over USC. Live bet. Live bet it. I'm looking at the slate for tomorrow. Still 0-0. I'll take the Jazz. Jazz minus three and a half against the Wizards. On the road. I like the Jazz in that one. That's the DraftKings pick of the week. I got to say, man, those cherry blossom jerseys, I hated them. Gave them a thumbs down or whatever. Saw them on the court. <laughs> liked them a lot. What, really uh, the what tier were they in? They were in the like D tier or something wow. like that, or D or F tier, I don't remember. But when I saw them on the court, I was shocked. I'm telling you, I'm shocked by myself. I thought they looked really nice, <laughs> really good out there. So yeah, I don't need to give them that. You didn't think so? Just don't need to. You don't need what? Yeah, they played well. Who? I don't need to give the them compliments. Oh, you're talking about the Wizard. Oh, the sorry. Celtics. I I'm sorry. Yeah, come yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. All right, Get I got concerned. Those Wizards jerseys did look good. I'm just saying court. the pink when I yeah. rated it, I was like worst to horrible, and then I saw it and I was like, huh, kind of good. I actually kind of like it. Um, Bones Highland missed tonight's game, guys. He was a late scratch. I, I, some people were saying he was in the layup line or came out for wow. warm-ups before the game getting shots up and then was out because he's in health and safety protocols. First of all, I hope that, you know, get well soon. I, that, that's concerning. Anytime goes into the health and safety protocols. But then I was thinking, he's around the team, this or that. Like, th- this is the thing that happens. Like, you almost put it in the out of sight, out of mind, you know, just because we're two and a half years into this or whatever it's been. The only thing I care to talk about from this is, there's teams already this year, Washington's one of them, that have had it like go through the locker room. And I just look at this one and I go, man, Denver's rolling. They're rolling. <laughs> this would be a terrible time. Bone, Bones Highland is like, you know, the first guy out. If you end up getting this, that's the one thing I'm concerned oh. with is this year. Is I really hope that the buck stops here for illness. And <laughs> I never wanted protocol. to talk about fucking COVID again. Uh, Maybe we just don't. Maybe it's just the Let's act just of God that nobody mentions and it, it just comes for everyone. That out of sight, out of mind. Um, it was, uh, you know, nonetheless, it is interesting. You know, hopefully Bones, I don't know what the protocols are anymore. I don't even know what the protocols are. I think it's are. like five days, and then yeah. you have to, like, I don't Co- know. But COVID is Voldemort. This won't go. And, and I don't think it will. But you keep saying the name. Is no, no, no. It, yeah, who is it again? Voldemort? Who? Voldemort. Voldemort? Is that? I'm not supposed to say that. that. That's Harry You're Potter, right. right? You're not supposed to say is that. Is that a Harry Potter reference? He yes. who shall not be named. Are you seriously asking that, man? It's Harry Potter. Yes. Oh, I bro. thought we were all asking who it was. That was yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, there we go. Okay, we got any super chats? Thank God. William says, looking at DJ continue to be the worst player in the NBA, yet get his game off against the Warriors to tell you the state of the league. <laughs> I love Warriors fans, man. They oh, just man. have oh, the best our guy. 10 years possible. I know. They're they still hate it. Bad. They hate it. They I hate hope to God team. I get to be on that plane someday. Me too. Let me get that. Just complaining. Uh-huh. It's funny. My guy, Sam Spendiari. Panicking right now about the world. Oh. I'm like, dude, stop. Yeah, it was only, That's I don't know, crazy. the last available title. <laughs> but we appreciate but we get it, man. We love you, William. It we actually should tell you that sports really are, you're just a dog chasing cars. We're always like, man, what's it going to be like if we ever get the mountaintop? Right. That'd be great for like five seconds. Five there's seconds. A great, yeah. There was a great, I think I've used this line already, but Milan does it. I cut it out. He said that they won the championship his last year, right before he retired. He said, I was happy for 12 seconds. Man. I'll never forget it. That's Man. so that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you work all your life 
for that, and it, you get 12 seconds out of it? It's like oh. Nick Saban, man. He's always like, we're going to go home and celebrate this one, but we got to get back to work yeah. next but year. But that's just tomorrow. certain people, because J.R. Smith is still, <laughs> still celebrating. celebrating. Right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm going to side with J.R. on that right one. Now. Saban so goes true, home, man. opens one Michelob no Ultra, <laughs> takes <laughs> one sip. Oh, can't do it. Can't do it. Early bedtime. remember that year? You remember 2016? Got to go watch some film. Unbelievable. George is coming next year. All right, what else we got? Alejandro says, I find it interesting the amount of touch fouls that have been called on Joker. He is hedging hard and going for steals. Is this bad whistles or bad D? Both. Um, His D's been awful. I, to be year. honest with you, Jokic's fouls are only frustrating in light of the f- lack of fouls that he gets called on the other end. Right. Because to me, right. yeah. the, the real thing is that Jokic has just played so physical. And I will say this is one thing that I don't think is in... I'm not trying to let the officials off the hook. If anything, Michael Malone needs to. I, we've said this for years. Has he ever taken the tech to like make a point or something? Now's not the time, by the way. We're in game. Has of, he ever taken a tech? I'm saying to, to get, make a point. Or it's something? game twelve yeah. in the season. This is not the moment to do it. But there might be a time later. But here's the thing: Jokic is unlike every other player in the NBA. There is no player that is like Jokic. The combination of size, finesse, skill, ball handling, and you call bigs as if they all play like Dwight Howard battering rams that are just going sure. hard so like peyton pritchard's on nikola Jokic, you just think like oh we're going to allow the physicality because it's like he's DeAndre, you know if he's deandre jordan you just get physical with him with Jokic, those things affect him he's a finesse player he's handling it like a point guard if anything you should call him like you call damian lillard or any other point guard which is right. if you breathe on the guy on the perimeter he gets a foul Jokic is 300 pounds 280 pounds so to me that's the thing that i think is most uh, tough but you know what phil jackson Got fined every 10 day games to talk about Shaq and how much people abuse him. This or I don't that. know like, if Mike Mullen's making as much as he Phil might Jackson not. was. Yeah, maybe, maybe Stan Kroenke needs to come down that from the cloud. That might be part of it. <laughs> maybe, yeah, it might actually be. The budget's pretty small. He's like, that's half my salary, <laughs> man. Are you kidding me? Like, come on. Every year they extend me uh, one year. Like, come on. <laughs> that might be true. I think Michael Mullen's doing fine, uh, by the way. I think he's doing all right. Um, anyway, that's that would be my answer to that. Walter says... Uh, Lost because we didn't defend, but the refs have absolutely no respect for the Nuggets whatsoever. Changed my mind. You got to earn respect in this league. I, I mean, I know that's unsavory, but you got to earn it. And I will say this. Here's the one thing that I think is the most true uh, when we talk about beyond just Jokic. The team that punches first gets the most leeway. The team sure. that's more physical gets the most leeway. And that's why I was talking about Jamal tonight should have been going to the rim more. That, to me, is what it's about. Like, you start to go- – if team's getting physical – Go to the rim. Make yeah. the physicality happen at the rim where they have to call it, and there's ways you can do that. I'll just say this. There's teams and players that get away with it all the time. you got to learn how to do that. It's a skill like anything else. Yeah. What else? I don't know what that is. It says, I hope Felipe gets in Jokic's ear to get his hands up and jump when opponents try and shoot layups. Ops are unafraid to attack, even with the POA. Defenders, defenders are... are are attached because, because no one's coming. Because no one is coming. Um, I mean, you're, look, we've talked about this a lot. Jokic can definitely level up a little bit defensively. I don't know how much like jumping in this or that's going to make a difference, but there's just a little more urgency, I think, for sure. No kick balls tonight. I, was there one? I think oh, there was one. There, there was, from, but from Jokic, I mean. Not from Jokic. No, they didn't call no, it. No, Jokic did yeah. actually yeah. kick a ball right back yeah. into Jalen Brown's they, hands. And, and he they just stopped and looked like they just everybody looked around and right. Oh, man. There must have been a memo sent out or something. <laughs> yeah, Zach Lowe. Ruined the Nuggets. Yeah, Gosh, man. Dig it, Zach Lowe. <laughs> Come on, Zach. Come on, Zach. Um, 
let's just ask the question here before we go a quick Friday around the association. Well, said one more super chat. Oh, we do have one more. How important does this loss make the January 1st game? Quick question. Are they playing the Celtics on January 1st, <laughs> or is this a joke about <laughs> fan bases? What, uh, yeah, let's take a look. Is that a joke about what? I am trying to look up the Nuggets schedule here. January. Let's just yeah, they play Boston. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Boston on January 1st. Look, it's funny. Um, 538 has the game predictor you know the score and it, they have a cool feature in there where they say the importance of the game how important is this this was a nine out of i think a hundred <laughs> <laughs> when you play a team from the other conference it's just not that important so i honestly the january first game probably will, this game has no meaning on that one no bearing on it yeah that one's just a little more important because it's at home by the way like you know we do we react to games at a time we do these shows so it's a bad loss to lose by 20 you come up the commentary is not going to be super positive but you know for me it's always or almost never well this guy's got to go who do you trade the, you know it's about here's, here's what they didn't do well enough tonight look yourselves in the mirror come back be better next time you know where, where can you improve and this regular season is important for denver there are lessons to learn along the way building that synergy figuring out the rotation finding your identity what you do and don't respond to this team needs to go through it all. So this is part of the process. You'd prefer to win. But, you know, when you sit here, and I, I'm going to say MPJ was, you know, the worst nugget on the floor tonight. Follow-up thought is just be better next time. And why And why was 100%. he? And why was he the worst player and what can be changed? This is what makes sports great. They actually reveal something about yourself, and that's why sports are a process. You're always playing against yourself, inevitably. Yep. How close to the best version of you can be. And so... Yeah, we're going to talk about all the things that went wrong, all the shortcomings, this or that. But you're right. That's why I said, I put it out there on Twitter. I said, this was a good loss for the Nuggets. Like, it was a necessary ass-whooping. Because, because the reasons they lost, to me, are so clear and so stark yep. that the team has no choice but to look at themselves and say, okay, we are deficient here. And that brings us to this last question, which is, can the Nuggets get to the level that the Celtics were at? Again, I think they're more talented. But, man, Boston is tough. Man, they defend. Man, they are disciplined. Can yeah. they get there, Dev? I think talent-wise, they, they can get there. I think that they think are there. They are there. Now it takes the, the, the other things, the, the physicality, the wanting to defend at a high level um, and play for each, you know, one another, uh, the guys being out and other guys stepping out. Like, Tonight was a game that Brogdon didn't play. Robert Williams hasn't played. That's not an excuse for them. They're right. still going to play hard. Right. They're right. still going to play for one another. Right. It doesn't even look like Tatum and Brown ever even converse with each other. <laughs> but they still find a way to win those type of games. Denver has to do those type of things where they have to, um, you know, they have to play hard and for one another as well. So I think that it's there. It's just going to take a lot of work. <laughs> they just stand on opposite sides of the floor and Man. just... Okay, you go. Now, no, you go. <laughs> that was great. Um, I think I'm confident that pretty much everybody on this team can get there, except for Michael Porter. Like, he's the guy that I have the most questions about. Can he get to that level? Because we actually did see this a little bit in the playoffs. Like, totally. He had some good playoff games, totally. but let's be honest, man. Norman Powell got into him. What does Hastings say? Into his chili? He got into him the whole time, and Porter couldn't. It, yeah. like, really diminished him. He was 20% of himself in that matchup. Yeah. Porter has looked better at times on defense this season. It's still not close to where he needs to be, I think, to be at that level. So he's really the swing piece for me and for this team right now. Well, can he get there? 
I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm glad we have December, January, February, March, April for him to potentially get there because he needs some time. Um, everybody else, I think, can absolutely get there. Yeah. I think they can get there totally. Yeah, I mean, it's look, this se- that's what this season's for. I just said it. They got to work through it. You know, there are some new additions. They, are, they just played against a team that knows each other so very well and plays together so very well. So I think they can get there. I'm not... I do think if they win a title, it will probably more because they're talented enough than they ever are humming. I, d- I don't know if they're going to get there. I'm not sure if I've really ever seen that in the Jokic Malone era. Even in the bubble run, it felt like, oh, they can beat these guys for X, Y, Z oh, reason. Oh, totally, yeah. But, but the, they outscored the Jazz. Right, but then it was just like just the little things. The execution sometimes feels like it, it isn't quite there. So. We'll see what they do with this season. I'm excited to see how they look themselves in the mirror and improve if they improve. But I, you also got to remember, like this team was that was a two point game in the fourth quarter, right? right. In the third quarter, excuse me. This is they can come back and beat this team. They just gotta they gotta figure out why they lost. Why, like Malone always says, Denver has come out on their heels a lot in games that we all are like, oh, it's a big one, measuring yep. stick game, and then they're on their heels. And tonight was no different. I think that's one of the traits that. Again, like there's little boxes Denver has to check that they've never checked. That's one of them. Like, and I don't know what that is, Dev. I don't know if that's is it a player that's like, hey, let's go out. Like, hey, this is a game we need to all see how good we really are. And I think it is because it, I, I just know that Denver, I think at least walks into some of these games and just looks at it as, as another game. That's what it, tonight. That's what it was. And to be honest, that is what tonight was was another game. So sure, maybe yeah, we're sure. all just like. It's us. So yeah. we're just too invested in the like decorum of Celtics yeah. measuring stick, and they're just like, no, it's third game of a exactly. road trip in a, a non-conference. Nonetheless, look, man, that is a good team, and if you're going to beat good teams, you kind of have to have all those pieces. So um, you know, Denver will have to get there eventually. And even maybe this is a bad example because they flamed out horribly and embarrassingly last year. But this is the type of games that didn't happen to Phoenix last year. They lost, but they. They ma- they found a level to match that intensity all totally. the way up until Game Seven totally. yeah. against the Dallas Mavericks, um, which ironically enough, they had COVID. Maybe Denver. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm did just not saying. just say that. Stop. I'm just, all right, I'm uh. not going to finish the sentence. Let's go around the association on a Friday night. Let's go, fellas. You guys want to take a look, see what other teams are complaining about tonight? Oh my God! I just At least complain. the Nuggets lost to the freaking Celtics, a good team. On the road, the Bucks tonight lose to the uh, San Antonio Spurs, one eleven to ninety three. Do you guys see Javon Carter last game or somebody had like thirty and somebody oh, yeah. asked him like, "When did you know you had it going?" He's like, "When I woke up." It's like <laughs> Javon Carter, you've never had it going. You that would be a very ironic thing for you to wake up and know. Uh, Javon Carter's my guy, by the way. I love Javon Carter. <laughs> I'm aware. Yeah. Also, in this game, Giannis is not playing. Like yeah. they're, they're missing a, a lot of. I don't even think Drew Holiday's playing. So like, you're giving away all the details here. Come sorry, on. sorry, sorry. I thought we was going around this. We're trying to make ourselves feel better for a loss. Uh, bad, even the bad. Bucks lost tonight. Dev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry <laughs> about that. We were missing Bones. They were missing Giannis. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. One to one. Another loss. The Raptors tonight lose to the Oklahoma City Thunder. 132 to 113. They don't just lose, they get murdered. Dev, you got a snappy remark for this one? Yeah, like uh, the Tankathon is not even working. Tankathon's not even working around here, man. That stuff is crazy. Also, (laughs) 
Pascal Siakam didn't play. They lose to a team like that. Is he the MVP front runner? Man, is he? What I'm did Shea do tonight? I just saw MVP like Pascal is the MVP from oh, the really? Raptors. He's in the conversation. That's all I'm saying. He's in the conversation. That's all I'm saying. Uh, the Knicks beat the Pistons tonight. What a snoozer. 121 to 112. I don't care. They also didn't play without Cunningham, who would have like made them lose by a little bit less. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, just know. This is the game of the night, guys. The Magic beat the Phoenix Suns. The Magic Phoenix Suns hot. also drive. The Magic are hot. Somehow you lose Two in a row. Paolo Bancaro's playing great. You lose him, team goes up. I was just about to say, that one is the backwards one. Bancaro was not playing, and they're still winning games. There was a guy in this game that had a pretty good game. 13 points, 15 rebounds. Don't Let me it. hear it. Bowl Bowl. Oh my I've god. I've heard of him. Bowl, the name Bowl. with two first he has two first names Ooh. and two last names. And middle. And yeah, middle. That's crazy. Right. That's right. Do you think his middle name is Bowl? I don't know. Might as well <laughs> no, be. No, there's no way. That would be probably Bowl, Bowl, Bowl. not. That's too much. That's all, too right, right, all right, all right, all right. Uh yeah, Bowl Bowl tonight, 13 points, 15 rebounds, five of eight shooting. No blocks though. Kind of crazy. Well, you see, he's one of the most efficient scorers in the NBA this year. Though. He's I really tried talented, not man. to see he's that, but I have. He's very talented. <laughs> How are you guys feeling about the bull bull thing? Like, what, are, what are, do you have any thoughts? It's the whole. It's the same way I've viewed him the whole time. He's an insanely talented player. He, he belongs on the Orlando Magic. And he's Magic. on the Orlando yeah. Magic, and he's got a long leash, and he's playing well, and he should get credit to for that. To all of our surprise, yeah. he's playing very, he very just, well. I, a contender didn't want to give him, you know, high-impact usage when he just wasn't a professional perfect opportunity for him really yeah, yeah like definitely go over there you don't have to win right now you get to showcase that you're like really an elite talent just go play and he became a starter which means he's working hard over there and they're trying unique lineups and he's excelling um you know who didn't play tonight chris paul i just love it because what did the our friends over at phnx say he's not he's not that important they, they lose, say that? They lose to the Orlando Magic. They lose to How the Orlando Magic. How could you say Magic. such a thing? Um, the Grizzlies are up 10 on the Timberwolves. Timberwolves in the down bad bowl right now. Uh, five and seven. They have like a tough schedule ahead of them. Wheels might <laughs> come off. Wheels might come off here soon. Who's the first piece to get traded from Minnesota? Carol Anthony Towns. Wow. Can you work? Can you trade? You can trade Towns, right? You definitely can. You get the whole chest right back. You could get <laughs> some first round picks from the Lakers. You just rebuild around I mean, those, Come on, man. Uh, they're only down 11, guys. That might not Do you know who bad. they need to trade? It's the guy they can't trade. D'Angelo Russell. They can't trade yeah. him because no yeah, one will bad. trade for him. I would not want Carl Anthony Towns. My God. Um, that does it. The Warriors just started with the Cavs. That should be a good game, actually. I'd be interested to watch that one a little bit. And then later on, Lakers-Kings. Another great one. Yeah, man. I won't be interested to watch that one. Yeah, we've got to go race home to, to click that one on. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Kale, hit that outro music. Any final yeah, the thoughts? The Buffs are winning. They came back. Oh, in football? They're up 3-2 on number eight ranked USC. That's a CU Buffs S score right there. (laughs) 3-2? This counts as a winner's lounge, baby. No, 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 no. There there is a second half. (laughs) I'll tell you that right now. There is about to be a second half. Don't worry. College football games take five hours. There's a second quarter and then a third quarter and then a fourth quarter. I promise you things are going to turn around over there. I'm with Deb on that one. Hey, Nuggets win four in a row. They drop one to a good team. Almost a perfect, honestly, like stretch here. You get a win against Chicago and you go, what, three and one on the road? Trip, that would be great. Yeah, Three be great. and one with an important lesson along the way. I would call that a win if it happened. That'd be great. But this, uh, you know, Chicago is like the perfect caliber team where Denver's better than them, but it is on the road and you might be shorthanded. Yeah, and you're at the up. end of a road trip. So that would take toughness. It would take a little bit of grit, and I'm excited to see it. Jokic always plays well in Chicago in front of oh, a yeah. very Serbian heavy crowd. 
Um, so it should be a good one. We'll, of course, be covering it. Eric's almost back, you guys. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, he's almost back. He's really? Gonna he's going to be sitting right there. Uh, uh, everybody hit the like button. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you later. <laughs>